This is Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast, episode number 148. Today, we're talking about post-traumatic growth and the hope that it can bring to healthcare leaders as they move beyond the COVID-19 pandemic. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast. This is the only podcast that shows you how to leverage polarity intelligence, an essential competency for healthcare leaders and the missing logic in healthcare, so you can create healthy healing organizations and become a thriving, resilient, and unstoppable healthcare leader. We are your hosts, Tracy Christofferson and Michelle Troset. We've been best friends and colleagues for over 30 years. And during that time, we coached healthcare leaders across North America around how to create healthy healing organizations. Today, we coach healthcare leaders and leadership teams to live thriving, resilient, and balanced lives, combat burnout, and create the best places to give and receive care. This podcast is for the unsung hero of healthcare, the healthcare leader. We want you to know we see you and we'll be here for you each week. In this podcast, we're going to challenge healthcare's industry norms, flip limiting beliefs, and share proven strategies so you can be your best self at working at home, live and lead intentionally, and experience well-being and joy. We are glad you are here and look forward to sharing the journey with you. If you aren't totally convinced this podcast is for you, just listen to a few episodes and convince yourself. Well, welcome back to Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast to our wonderful listeners. And it's Tracy and I back in the studio today, quasi-studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the virtual studios. Yeah. The California and the Michigan That's right. Studios. That's right. California and Michigan. Yeah. We're, we have a yeah. wide span today. <laughs> That's right. Right. Yeah. And keeping those pos- positive vibes just flowing across the That's country. That's right. That's right. We're both here and that's all that matters. That's right. And of course, you all matter. We're excited. You all matter. Our listeners matter. <laughs> well, yeah, we wouldn't be here without our listeners, I know. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and today is, uh, I think it's an important topic mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about. And we're going to be talking about post-traumatic growth. And um, really just how, kind of how you move through some of the most significant, challenging, um, adverse times in your life and um, some ways to kind of, you know, move through it beyond it into a space of positive learning and growth and development. And um, I think I just want to say we're not experts in this. <laughs> so I want to put this disclaimer out here yes. <laughs> that we're really not experts in it, but it we were drawn to this concept, to this theory, um, because I think we're, we're really trying to support people in this way to help them have this kind of a result. And um, just a little background on this post-traumatic growth really is a theory. And and what it is, is it's really about, um, it explains the transformation following a trauma. Now, trauma can look different for different people. Trauma can be physical, can be psychological, can be, you know, well, we've all kind of been through the pandemic, which is an example of a a trauma, right? Can be like, um, you know, a, a health 
significant health or, you know, risk or illness that you've experienced can be a natural disaster, right? It can be all kinds of different things. Um, But it's really about what happens after that and and what follows that. And it was really developed by two psychologists, Dr. Richard Tedeschi and Dr. Lawrence Calhoun. And that was like in the mid 90s. Mm. Uh, But I think it's really becoming prominent because we're hearing a lot more of it because of this trauma we've all experienced in the form of the pandemic, right? Right, right. And that, and even that's had levels, mm-hmm. right? It's been different. Everybody's like, we've been in this big ocean together, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this big ocean full of a lot of waves and tsunamis. <laughs> but we've all been in our own boats, having our own experience of it, right? So for some, it's been extremely traumatic. For others, maybe not so much, right? Yes. So I think this just invites us to take a look at that and what the experience has been. And, um, and it's really, um, it's really having an event in your life that causes you to pause and reevaluate like some of your core values, your core beliefs, you know, it's something that yep. just kind of flips your life upside down, yep, right? Exactly. So that's kind of what we're talking about. And it's been defined as a positive psychological change experienced as a result of a, a struggle with a highly challenging life event or circumstance. And then you establish you almost have to establish a new normal because there's no going back yes. from where you've been, right? Yes. And that's kind of, we hear a lot about talking about the new normal, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we're talking about today, folks. And we, you know, we don't want to make light of anybody's trauma. So, you know, we're going to talk about moving through this, but we know this happens at Everybody has their own pace and their own experience that they're going to go through. We're not trying to minimize that for anybody. Everybody's experience is unique. Um, But we also know that we make choices Mm -hmm. (laughs) as we go through these things, right? And we can become a victim of the circumstance or of the event, or we can, you know, really take charge and really be proactive seeking out these opportunities to have growth following the trauma that we've experienced. So it's recognizing what it it has been, that it's been traumatic or significant, but also at the same time, recognizing there can be good that comes from it. And I think that's what this really brings forth for all of us. And and it's how we interpret and respond, right? That's right. That's right. (laughs) So we're going to talk about some action steps, some things that can support you um, to develop emotionally, spiritually, and grow after experiencing a circumstance. And for some of you, that may be the COVID pandemic. And for others of you, it may be something else in your life, right? That maybe you've experienced before or after, or even at the same time could be, right? And uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And share what we believe, kind of how what we do aligns with this theory, I guess. Yeah, that's definitely where we want to go. What we've learned and what we're doing now, of course, we're learning every day about this. So (laughs) so, um, I just want to say that I was really impacted, Tracy, when I became a leader, uh, when I was a trauma clinical nurse specialist. So I dealt a lot with trauma as you did, as did you. We worked in a very large trauma unit and um, I experienced a a personal trauma that was quite profound. And I, I, when we were getting ready for this, I'm like, I've been there before. I've, I've experienced this type of trauma and, um, 
I'm going to share a little bit about that because it's the only way I can really relate to how people may be experiencing the pandemic at a very intense level or, what, to your point, whatever other trauma they're dealing with. And anyway, back in the 80s, um, I got married, and two days after my wedding, uh, my husband and I were in a fatal car motorcycle accident. So just imagine just getting married and um, going to say goodbye to all your relatives that came into town for your wedding, and you're in a sudden accident, and there are two bodies laying in the middle of the road. And sadly, the motorcycle driver was killed. My husband was driving the car, and I was a passenger, and the woman was critically injured. And they ended up going to the unit where I was the trauma clinical nurse specialist, where I worked. Well, I'll tell you, that kind of trauma that happens out of nowhere, that sudden, it's just gut-punching. It is, it is traumatic. It does flip your whole life upside down. And I remember waking up the first morning and just feeling it all over again, how intense it was. And um, just to make a long story short— um, I realized you have to get through it. I mean, eventually you come to a point where you got to get through it, right? And there was a book that I had read um, at, around that time. It was by M. Scott Peck called um, The Road Less Traveled. And that was a very helpful book to me at the time because it was all about recognizing. In fact, the first line in the book is life is difficult. And we all know there's various ups and downs we all have in life. But he took a combination of science and spirituality in this book and really pointed out that it's what you do with it. It's how you move through those difficulties with discipline, with love, with grace. And through this experience that I had, things got very difficult. And um, I sort of had this traumatic crisis and realized that there were things that I needed to do for myself. And... um, That's what our intention of the podcast is today, is to kind of give you some different tools and resources and things to think about to move through it. But it comes down to a choice. And um, I definitely made a choice at that point in time to learn as much as I could about this experience so I could move through it. And um, there's all different kinds of... um, Levels to stress and uncertainty when you go through traumas like the pandemic or other types of um, other types of traumas as well. But always the first step is just awareness that post-traumatic um, growth can occur, that you can have agency to move through it, and um, and what really helps people do that. So we're going to talk about that. What helps you do that so that you can really tap into that. And we're going to talk about the different domains of uh, post-traumatic stress and how it aligns with work that we're doing today. And then I'll share with you along this podcast the different things that I did personally to help me through the trauma that I experienced. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, and I think... um, you know, some people have had these experiences and others said, right. oh, you were preparing for this. And I said, Michelle, I, I'm just going to let you share your story because I don't really feel, I feel like I've been blessed. Like I've had circumstances and I've had challenges, but I wouldn't say they were traumatic. Right. That really made me evaluate my life, right? Like all over again, type of a thing. So I've been very fortunate that way. But 
we have all experienced COVID, as we mentioned earlier. And I think this has been a very, you know, this is something that we've heard many people are like, wow, nothing is the same. It was something to cause people to pause, reprioritize, reevaluate. I mean, when you think about it, clinicians and leaders experience things they'd never, ever experienced before, threats to their own well-being. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Going to work, work, going to work, being a threat to your own health and well-being and the health and well-being of your family. Right. Now that never would we ever expect to experience that. Right. Um, and I think too, just all the unprecedented numbers of deaths in, in such short periods of time and the decisions you've had to make as leaders, right. You know, prioritizing lives basically, right. right. Um, making people work in areas that they didn't have um, that they didn't have a history working in, mm-hmm. right? Like stretching mm-hmm. people beyond their, um, you know, maybe beyond what they saw as their potential, but you saw they could handle it, right? I mean, all these things all occurred, which were uncommon and unnatural, right? And challenging adversity. Um, and I think that on top of already burned out clinicians, already stressed and uncertain leaders, right? All of this piling on leads to having this, um, this, you know, this sense of trauma, right? right? And asking ourselves, when is it going to be over? Yeah. <laughs> When's this going to end, right? And, and even if having a belief like you don't have control, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, that, well, so I think that's kind of where people have been right. um, in this that particular situation. Well, and I think too, you know, I didn't ask for the motorcycle accident to happen in my life. And who asked for the pandemic? Did you ask for the pandemic? I didn't ask for the pandemic. Hey, it wasn't on my prayer list. <laughs> I can tell you that. So that no. right. So it's like you don't really ask for some of these events, but they are there and you can grow through them. I think that's the message we want to bring. It's it, you can learn yes. from them. You can learn from them. And ultimately you could stay stuck. You know, that's the thing you could stay stuck, um, or you can move through it and everyone moves at their own pace. Everyone has their own experience through it. So we really want to honor that as well. We don't think everyone has experienced COVID the same way or any other trauma. Mm-hmm. And, um, those that are open and supported through the process, we know will have more of a growth experience. And ultimately, it's not the trauma that causes the the growth. It's really, to Tracy's point, how you respond to it. So, mm-hmm. and understanding that this new phenomena that kind of was now uh, in the '90s came out, there has been a lot more in the literature around it. People are talking about it. Uh, because um, we know that it can be helpful as leaders and organizations now are talking about what is our pandemic recovery process going to look like? How can we, now that things are, at least at the moment, (laughs) uh, settling down a bit, you know, what can we do to really move through this? And how can post-traumatic growth as a process help us? Yeah, and I think it happens at different levels, right? There's the individual level and organizations. Organizations have been traumatized yes, (laughs) because the people individually within them have been traumatized, right? And so it's it's post-traumatic growth, both organizationally and individually. Yes. Yep. And 
everybody has their own timeline, right? Yes. Like some will move and reach this growth phase much faster than others. It's just, right. It's just, it's unique to each person and organizations, I think, but it's about being intentional. So in November, 2020, um, JAMA published an opinion piece called pandemic driven post-traumatic growth for organizations and individuals. And this was authored by Dr. Christine Olson, Dr. Tate Shanafelt, and Dr. Stephen Southwick. And in the article, they highlighted the domains of post-traumatic growth and steps to kind of catalyze the growth process. And so we're going to walk through those five domains and we're just going to talk a little bit um, about kind of what we've been learning about it, what we've been experiencing either personally or with the people we've been coaching and working with and just kind of draw some parallels here for you. And, um, and especially along with our dynamic balance effect framework. So how it aligns with our framework and the way that um, we're supporting people through this, this, this transformation, mm-hmm. right? Cause that's what we're right. doing. So the five domains are development of deeper relationships, um, openness to new possibilities, uh, greater sense of personal strength, stronger sense of spirituality, and the fifth is greater appreciation of life. So let's talk about just development of deeper relationships. So right now, what we're seeing is, wow, <laughs> for the most part, leaders are like just really wanting to be connected and have more meaningful relationships. And I think after being isolated, everybody wants that, yes. right? Like. <laughs> that's really had a significant impact. Uh, uh, you know, I think that we've heard the most, right, is just being, especially for people who are social anyway, being isolated was really hard, right? And there, and that isolation has really continued. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, being more alleviated now. I mean, I think people are out more now um, as we're kind of in a downward swing with the, um, with COVID, but, and the different variants, but, um, but still there's been a fair amount of isolation um, and masks, which impacts your connection, right? Uh, You know, Um, so in our framework, Healthy relationships are really one of the key principles that we work with uh, individuals on, really thinking about their relationships, how they are in relationship with others. And and then the other is uh, we have a core to support, which which is kind of our ongoing, um, you know, membership community. And this is about connection and deep relationship with each other. And it's just highly, highly valued by the individuals that participate in that. But it's just that constant feedback of, I'm not alone. Uh, Other people are having similar challenges. They're learning from each other's stories and experiences. They're feeling connected at a much deeper level. Um, And when we work with individuals on their um, blueprints to manage their professional and their personal life to get dynamic balance between the two. Relationships are always on the list (laughs) of the things they want, right? The things that they, the outcomes that they want, right? Mm -hmm. Stronger, healthier relationships. Um, And that comes up just consistently. It's important to them in both aspects of their life, professionally and personally. Mm -hmm. And in our true healthcare um, leader coaching program, we uh, we really focus again on the healthy relationships and people stepping back to evaluate the relationships they have and the role they are playing in those relationships and how they might, you know, do things a little differently to deepen that relationship or to focus on a relationship that might be struggling. Um, 
at both home and at work. And, uh, and so we kind of help them kind of up level. Yeah. Up level relations. <laughs> up level those relationships. <laughs> yep. Yep. The second one was openness to new possibilities. And I think, well, we're all about new possibilities. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I think this is really about shifting thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. And post-traumatic growth is about reevaluating your beliefs, your values, your thoughts, um, change, and how how what has maybe seen a trauma has really is really been an opportunity for change and growth. And um, you know, when we're open, then we can flip those limiting beliefs to beliefs that are a little bit more liberating, more empowering. We can see the sunshine through the fog, right? Or the light in the darkness. Um, and, um, and so we really help people make mindful choices, which is one of the pillars in our dynamic balance effect framework. And, um, and I'll, I'll just say we've had, um, we had one individual who actually had COVID, who is uh, been in our coaching program. Mm-hmm. And this person, you know, kind of just um, was really quite ill with it and has been in a recovery phase, but really had some beliefs about her work um, and her potential or her possibilities that existed for her. And she really had a limiting belief that as a leader, she had to sacrifice, she had to put in extremely long hours. She was exhausted because she was doing that on top of recovering from COVID, not feeling supported, but feeling she was stuck there. This is what her lot in life was going to be. And after going through COVID and kind of coming out the other side, realizing she really started to shift her thinking about, wait a minute, I, I have agency. I have options. I can make different decisions. And she did and totally changed her life around. But without that, she probably would have stayed on the same path doing the same thing, right? And we just really helped her get a new perspective on what she was experiencing and the opportunities that lied in front of her that she didn't have to settle for something that wasn't what she wanted. Um, And of course, the other is, uh, the other pillar in our framework is polarity intelligence, which is all about recognizing the dualities in our lives, the both ands. So, you know, and recognizing that we can make changes, positive changes and, uh, and shift our beliefs around how we see and look at things. Um, so that's another. Yes. One. Those are great examples. With it. So another domain is greater sense of personal strength. And, uh, you know, you certainly can feel stronger after moving through something difficult or a trauma. Yeah. You build your strength resiliency, if you will. And, um, we, one of the things we do in working with our clients as well is we spend quite a bit of time on personal alignment, aligning with your strengths, knowing what your strengths are. And going through the pandemic has been really helpful for people to, to think about that and to lean into their strengths, no matter what their circumstances are. And I know that when I went through my uh, personal trauma, I didn't know what my strengths were at the time. But in hindsight, I could see how I really did leverage them. In, in some ways, um, one of mine is positivity. So how could you, I, how could I gain that positivity and keep positive through it? I think that strength kind of saved me in some ways. And, um, I, 
that's what we've learned in working with leaders, too, is if they know what their strengths are, they can really leverage them. And it's a great time to uncover them and to use them in their relationships and in their personal life and in their professional life. So you come out of it stronger, um, like the example that Tracy just shared, um, that person felt so much stronger having come through it because of doing that personal alignment of work was really, really important. Um, another one is the stronger sense of spirituality. Okay, this is when you know the trauma just really hits you in the gut, or you go through an incredible experience where you're really, you know, uh, you know, in the tsunami. In the tsunami, as uh, Tracy uses as an example, it really kind of makes you pause. Like, what's really important here? What are my values? And so. To do that, it's so important that we ask ourselves, what can I learn from this right now? What is this teaching me? Um, what can I learn from others that are going through an experience like this as well? And so we have found in revisiting uh, values and purpose uh, and doing self-reflection as a leader um, during these difficult times is extremely important. You can't minimize how important that is. It's extremely mm -hmm. important. And getting that sense of spirituality um, back um, and prioritizing um, yourself to focus on the doing and being polarity. This has been an amazing polarity that has emerged in the last 24 months for leaders because they have always been busy doing and now they realize how important it is to also focus on the being um, so that they can get recentered to themselves in working through um, this trauma or any trauma as well. And that's, again, is when the um, self-reflection, the journaling, getting new habits can really make a difference um, as you're going through trauma. And the inner work is critical. It's You have to do the inner work to really tap into that spirituality. So um, I know for me, that was a big piece of my recovery through my personal trauma I had was taking the time that I needed to get reconnected to who is Michelle and all of this disaster that's going on around me. I was in a lot of trauma for for quite a quite a while, <laughs> to tell you the truth. And so that was really, really important. And um, getting help to get through that too was, was also critical. And some people have a hard time or they choose not to go down that road. They don't take the road less traveled. They take the other road. And so we don't want people to get um, get stuck. And getting that strong sense of spirituality by doing that growth is really, really valuable. Um, and then the last one is just a greater appreciation of life. When you, when you get through it, you really appreciate life so much more and you appreciate the you appreciate the little things. You know, it's not even the big things. It's the things that maybe you take for granted um, that is easy to not recognize in just your day-to-day -day life how important those little things are. And uh, we've observed leaders um, that they can, you know, experience the whole COVID event. So, like, we all experience it, but we all have had different realizations on the little things in our work life and the little things in our personal life that really have been impacted when we really appreciate what we have. And thriving, resilient, unstoppable, true leaders, you know, it really makes them appreciate um, 
the little things more when they get through this as well. Yeah. Yeah. So our call to action today is really about reflecting, pausing, reflecting, right? And uh, thinking about um, your own personal experiences, Mm -hmm. whether that's been with COVID, um, whatever it's been, whatever um, circumstances maybe you have experienced or adversities that you've had to endure. Um, And just think about how have you thought about this and how have you been throughout the experience, right? Like, has it been traumatic? Whatever the experience is, has it really been traumatic? Is it, is it causing you to pause and rethink value, your core values, your purpose, the things that are important to you? Um, and what can you learn from that experience? What is there, what is happening in that experience to teach you? Um, and there are a couple of, um, ways to facilitate post-traumatic growth. And there was an article in the, um, in the Harvard business review called grow after trauma. And this was by Dr. Richard Tedeschi. And it was in uh, the July, August, 2020, um, volume. Um, and so a couple of things that were in that article that we thought we'd just call forth is, um, one of the ways is through education and, Really, it's about educating yourself about what you've experienced. And really, it's about um, recognizing that the experience is is a disruption mm-hmm. of your core beliefs, yeah. right? That's, that's what it's just educating yourself that this is what's happening to you, right? This is what you're experiencing. Um, and then I think, you know, being willing to reimagine that you can reimagine your life, you can reimagine your circumstances beyond where you are. Um, it's all a part of that educating. Another is emotional regulation. So, um, in our work, you know, I, like you can feel a lot of guilt, you can feel anger, resentment. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of emotions that can come up in a trauma. I'm sure, Michelle, you probably oh, yeah. had a number, a list of emotions you oh, experienced. Yeah. Um, and in our work with people, what we know is thoughts and emotions are connected and beliefs, mm-hmm. right? Thoughts, beliefs, and emotions are all connected. So it's really about stopping and monitoring your thinking. And when we say you can get stuck and become a victim, if you just let the event, the circumstance play loop over and over and, and just suck you in, like you're just like stuck in that loop and you can't get out and it just keeps triggering you and triggering you and triggering you, you know, then you get into a stuck place. So what you want to do is flip the thoughts to that, what there is to learn yes. about this, what there is that's positive and keep your, your thoughts there because that will generate more positive emotion and help you regulate any of the other emotions that you had. So that's just one way that we help people flip that thought, focus your attention, where you put your attention is what you get, yeah. right? So if you keep focusing on the trauma, you just get more drama and trauma. And, and actually, Tracy, that, that's, that was kind of part of my story too, is my husband at the time was stuck and he could not separate himself from the trauma. And I recognized I had to, to save my life. And I got help. I got coaching. I got support to get through it. So ultimately it even impacted my marriage, which ended up ending. Um, But it's such a great story. And I've always taken that with me because it comes back to what you said at the beginning. It's a choice and um, you can move through it. 
And if you don't, uh, what he experienced was unresolved grief. Um, and you can have mm-hmm. unresolved trauma. Uh, same, it's they're very similar. Yeah, yeah. And and again, it for this is a journey for every yes. person. Yes. Some people will have more struggles getting to this point. Others will not. Right. right? It just it you know it's all unique. So I don't want to make like oh this is easy. Just go do <laughs> <No>. it. Right. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <clears throat> so we're not saying it is. <laughs> Not saying it is, but here's some things, right, that can help. Um, And then the other is disclosure. And, um, you know, so this is another one of the ways to facilitate post-traumatic growth. And and that's just talking about it. That's meaningful dialogue with other people. And I think, you know, we've been working with teams of leaders, and that's the one thing we've been doing. They're just giving them opportunities for meaningful dialogue about what they're experiencing and sharing and just talking about it just helps. And it helps you to know you're not alone. It helps you to just verbalize what you've been experiencing, not to stay stuck in it, but just to disclose it, right? Just to disclose it. The other is um, narrative development. And this is all about our stories. (laughs) So this, we talk to people a lot about, you know, some things that you believe are not necessarily true. They're stories, they're interpretations. So how you interpret what you've experienced really plays a big part in your ability to move beyond it and to experience growth. And we can change our stories. We are the interpreters of our life and of our experiences. And we can decide what it means or what it doesn't mean. Um, and so when you know you have that agency and that you can change that story and you can look through a different lens and see it differently in a more positive way, in a more growing way, in a loving way, it makes a big difference. It helps you move beyond the the negative circumstances or the negative effects that you may have felt as a result of whatever the trauma was. Isn't that great? Um, I just it, have to say, isn't that great? <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you write your story. Right. You are writing your exactly. story. And so you can write, you can write, you know, a fairy tale <laughs> or you can write like right, your worst nightmare, right? Like, so you writing the story of your life, basically. And then the other, the last is service. Mm. So sometimes we heal and we grow in when we can put our attention on service to others. And I think a lot of people did have done a lot of that over the last two years when it comes to the pandemic and just where can I contribute? Where can I be of service to others? Really can lift your spirit, help you see the positive, help you contribute in a positive way and can kind of move you down that road a little bit further. So that was the last of the, um, of the, the ways that you can facilitate this growth. And, you know, so if you're, and, you know, I think that we've talked a lot about individually, but organizationally as well. So when we think about organizations and you as a leader in an organization, even just thinking about, you know, and we'll just use COVID because every healthcare organization has faced that. It's really think, looking at the people in your organization that have moved into this space that are already experiencing post-traumatic growth that you can learn from, right? That you can um, see as role models, that you can leverage, right? Their ability to do this, to help others in the organization as well, to help the organization as a whole see things differently and move forward in a different way and surround yourself with those kinds of people, right? That, um, are stronger, they can inspire you, um, they're more resilient, they can help develop that resilience within the organization. And 
um, you know, I think it, 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 when you recognize there's people in the organization making that those shifts, it helps the whole organization see that we can make this shift and it creates that kind of momentum, right? That movement. you can kind of reimagine what it's going to look together as an organization, yeah. which is really powerful, mm-hmm. really powerful. Yeah. So if you miss the opportunity to reflect and to grow, you know, through this time, um, you can let yourself become a victim or get stuck in the unresolved trauma, unresolved grief cycle, which obviously does not feel good. Um, And you can just be stuck there in that vicious, vicious cycle, or you can really start the journey to you know, step into post-traumatic growth, make some mindful choices about you know, living your values again, rediscovering your purpose, understanding um, that you can leverage uh, and have a well-balanced personal life and professional life as you're going through this as well. So it's all possible for you. And um, it, there's rewards that come from doing that personal work. Now, I just want to share that on a happy note, after going through that work, um, I have now been married for 30 years to my second husband <laughs> and have gone on to have a very happy life. Um, but I know for a fact, as sure as I'm sitting here today, if I hadn't had done my post-traumatic growth work and worked through that, and now um, seeing the impact of those types of principles and what we're bringing to healthcare leaders does make the difference. It is that self-reflection and that personal growth and like Tracy said, rewriting your own story so that you can have the desired outcomes that you really want in life. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you just have to imagine it, right? What it feels like to be a thriving, resilient, unstoppable leader, to to come out of this stronger than you've ever been, Um, you know, to... um, to, to know that you stood in your own personal power mm-hmm. and you made a choice, right? To see all the positive things that could come from your experience and, you know, um, acknowledge the experience yeah, because that's critical, yep. right? And thriving leaders acknowledge this is what it is, but they also know that there's more, right? And, um, and so just think about that and what that would feel like, right? To stand in that power, to make that choice, to move into this new um, new time, mm-hmm. uh, reimagining what the organization and your leadership can look yeah. like. Um, like, you, you are kind of really daring to see a new reality. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. A new normal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all of you daring, thriving leaders, we want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. And, you know, if you found today's episode um, helpful, um, chances are somebody else will too. So please share. We encourage you to really invite others to listen and to share it with um, your colleagues or others that you think, you know, would be, you think would find it helpful and really want to encourage you to, you know, engage in some meaningful dialogue about the experiences you've had, um, especially around COVID, because that's a common, a common experience, but with different outcomes for different people and, um, you know, different details to it, so to speak. Um, But just really invite you to, to, you know, leverage that disclosure um, and have a meaningful conversation about this because it's, uh, it's going to be around for a while. We're not through and out of it. 
Um, and the, it, the effects are going to last a long time. So, you know, I think just um, getting some firm footing, so to speak, right, as we move into the next phases, because who knows what's coming next, right? So connect with each other. Absolutely. Have the conversations. And uh, and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel because, you know, we are on YouTube now where you can actually see yes. us talking to each other <laughs> from across the country. And, uh, you know, and uh, we will see you next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay strong. enjoyed this episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, now a top-rated podcast for healthcare leaders. Please share this podcast with other healthcare leaders and anyone else you think would benefit. We are certain that if you found value in it, they will too. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And also, it would mean the world to us if you took a quick moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player. It helps to get the word out about our podcast and incredible guests. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to watch our podcasts. You can also follow us on our Missing Logic social media channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time.